Father, as we take this up again, grant, I pray, your wisdom and your help and your strength and your insight and your humility. Make us able to understand what you're saying here and uh, strengthen us for the mission you've called us to. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What if God, desiring to show his wrath and make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for the vessels of mercy which he has prepared beforehand for glory? This is Paul's answer to this question. Why does God still find fault? Why does God judge? Why does God show wrath if no one can resist his will? If God is ultimately in charge of who becomes a vessel for wrath and who becomes a vessel for mercy, then why is there judgment and fault and blame? That's what he's trying to answer. And there are three parts to the answer. There is a desire on God's part. We saw last time the way to read this is, if God, because he desired to show his wrath and make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for the vessels of mercy which he has prepared beforehand for glory. And the sentence breaks off and should be completed probably with God is right to act this way or no legitimate objection can be raised. So the first part of the answer is God has this purpose or this desire to show his wrath and to make known his power. Now, there are two more parts to the, to the answer. How and the ultimate reason. And the how is right here and the ultimate reason is right there. So let's take those one at a time. In order to make known or to uh, show his wrath and to make known his power, he has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. And I argued last time that this is a reference back to Pharaoh in 917, where God raised him up and through 10 long uh, hardenings, Pharaoh refuses to let the people go, and God ten times endures this with much patience. That's the context of this verse. Now, what are we to infer from these words? He endured with much patience vessels of wrath. Vessels of wrath implies, number one, that they are really, truly suited for wrath. This is a wise potter who has made a vessel for wrath, which corresponds back here for a dishonorable use, to make out of the same lump a vessel for honorable use, which corresponds to vessels of mercy, and dishonorable use, which corresponds to vessels of wrath. And so the potter is wisely making them, which implies that this vessel really is suited for wrath, which means there is real fault 
Why does he still find fault? Because there is real fault. There is real guilt. There is real blame, blameworthiness. There is real desert of, of punishment. So that's implied in the fact that God has made them vessels for wrath. God doesn't make vessels for wrath which are unsuited for wrath. Vessels for wrath where, where the vessel could say, I don't deserve this. Nobody who ever comes into judgment in God's universe will be able to say, I don't deserve this. I'm not suited for this. I don't have any fault. I don't have any guilt. I don't have any blameworthiness. I'm not deserving of this. Nobody will ever say that because they really are vessels perfectly suited for wrath. And the second thing that it implies is that uh, God is really sovereign. God is the potter here who is making, has not the potter the right to make out of the same lump a vessel for wrath. And so he is making the vessel, but the vessel is perfectly suited. So God is sovereign over the design of the vessel, and the vessel intrinsically is faulted, is guilty, is blameworthy, is deserving. Now that's the mystery, that the Bible doesn't go much deeper than what we're going to see here. I don't think it goes any deeper than what we're going to see here in determining why that is real guilt, real responsibility, real suited for wrath, and real sovereignty. And a third thing we see is that there's real patience, God's real patience. He endured with much patience Vessels of wrath prepare for destruction. God really did show Pharaoh remarkably uh, repeated opportunities for repentance. Look at this one. Then Pharaoh hastily called Moses and Aaron, this is after the locusts, and said, I have sinned. That's what he could have done every time and decisively. I have sinned against the Lord. And against you, now therefore forgive my sin, please this once, and plead to the Lord, your God, only to remove this death from me. And so Moses went out from Pharaoh and pleaded with the Lord, and the Lord turned the wind into a very strong west wind, which lifted the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea, and not a single locust was left. That is the kind of thing that Pharaoh could have done, could have stood by, and had he done that, had he repented, had he sworn his allegiance to the true God and not rebelled against him ten times, there wouldn't have been the great destruction in Egypt that there was. There was real patience and there was real fault and real guilt for his not doing that, but there was real sovereignty over this this uh, vessel of wrath. God was indeed designing that he would be able to make known his wrath and make known his power through the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. And yet he was enduring with much patience that vessel of wrath prepared for destruction. So there's the how, the how 
of this design to make known his power. And one more thing, and this is the most important. The ultimate purpose was not wrath. The ultimate purpose is not judgment. The ultimate purpose is not faulting or guilt or blame or the desert. The ultimate purpose is this right here. In order, he did all that. He, he had patience like that. He showed his wrath like that. He showed his power like that. In order, that's the goal, that's the ultimate purpose, this purpose right here, the reason. In order to make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. So you have a different set of vessels here. They've been running all through chapter 9. These are vessels that are suited, suited, not for wrath and fault and guilt and blame and desert, but these are um, penitent or repentant sinners. And God makes such people. God brings them about. These are vessels for mercy. And they are, they are thus suited by the potter to contain mercy. And they are suited with mercy to contain mercy by bringing them to repentance so that in faith and humility they are receptive of God's mercy. And God's mercy can be magnified there in their lowly receptivity. And they are fit like that for mercy so that God can make known his glory to them and the making known of the riches of that glory was the purpose of showing this wrath and showing this power. And so part of the riches is seeing that kind of wrath against sin, seeing that kind of power against the stubborn so that the vessels of mercy wake up and realize that the riches of God's glory, which include his wrath and his justice against sin, has not come upon them so that they are more intensely in love with his mercy. And he has done this for those whom he prepared beforehand for glory. So they are to see the glory here, and probably this means walk into and experience the glory here. The ultimate purpose of the universe is that vessels of mercy would see the glory of God and the riches of those glory, including wrath and including power, and that they would participate in that glory and be glorified by that glory when they have zero desert of it, but are sovereignly and freely made fit for it by bringing them to repentance and faith. And so the conclusion is that God would not be fully known if he didn't make known his wrath and his power on the vessels of wrath, and not being fully known, that would be unjust or unrighteous, unsuitable of God, and we would not know, we would not know fully who God is and what he is, and that would be not loving. We would not be loved fully if we did not know God fully. Now, what I want to do one more time next time is to bring in Jonathan Edwards and let him put all these pieces together for you. And I'll explain why that should be included in Look at the Book.